Friends, angel member Daniel S. from Illinois had this to say. I love how the angel membership allows you to really get to know yourself and your angels in an open and inclusive way. There is freedom to explore on one's own terms and schedules, and it doesn't matter where one is on his, her, their spiritual journey. The information is easily understandable and presented in a friendly and welcoming fashion. It helped me get back into my relationship with God, my loved ones on the other side, and my angels. Even though I'm not able to make all of the events, I feel like the amount that I do has opened my heart back into a relationship with God, one that is on our own terms. As a result, I felt Spirit's presence and guidance in so many ways, which has brought on many different miracles in my life. All I had to do was come in with an openness to learn and then receive. That was from Daniel S. in Illinois. Sending you so much love, Daniel. Thank you so much for being part of the Angel Membership. I have loved getting to know you over the last year. Send in lots of love to all my Angel members. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we have Sarah on the show to share her angel stories. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, Julie. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yay, I'm excited to have you. So I'm going to have you take it away and share your first story. Okay. So my first story, I was five or six years old, and this was on Halloween night. And so on Halloween, my mom always drove us around to where we would go trick-or-treating, just like only stopping at houses of people she knew. And I was out, I'm one of five, and but my sister that would have been like 12 at the time is the only other one that was with us trick-or-treating. And we had just stopped at her friend's house and my mom was like, we're going back to the car. And she's like, okay, that was our last house. And I got so upset because five-year-old Sarah was not ready to be done trick-or-treating. So I'm just like immediately like whining. I'm like, no, like, let's do a few more. And mom's like, no, get in the car and buckle your seatbelt. We're going home. And so we were in like a minivan at the time and my sister gets in the front seat and in the passenger seat and my mom's driving and I get in the back seat in like a middle row seat behind them. And I'm still like pouting and making whining noises. And then my mom's like, hush up and put your seatbelt on. And I said, I did. And I did not put my seatbelt on. I was just like being defiant at that point. And I guess in my head, five-year-old me was like, well, you're not taking me trick-or-treating anymore. I'm not putting my seatbelt on. And so she didn't look and see that I didn't have it on. So um, we continue home. And on the way home, we get in a really bad car accident. Some lady ran, she was like in an SUV and she ran a red light and my mom T-boned her. Like the airbags deployed. I went flying forward because I didn't have my seatbelt on and 
but I like landed in between my sister and my mom, like in front of the dashboard and five-year-old me was just concerned about getting in trouble because I'm like, oh crap, now my mom knows that my seatbelt wasn't on. So like before she could realize anything, I like turn around and buckle the lap belt uh, where I would have been seated. And like I said, like airbags deployed and everything. So she's kind of in shock. And then like, she's like, Is, are you guys okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Like from my spot on the floor next to her. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing on the floor? And I was like, I flew out of my seatbelt. And, um, and I, to this day, I don't know if she actually knows that I wasn't in my seatbelt or what, I think she just like took it for what I, what it was that I was safe and that's okay. But yeah, in retrospect, like, I definitely think there was somebody intervening, um, that kept me alive because I would have been like, maybe 35 pounds at the time I should have gone flying through the windshield, um, and didn't. So that's kind of been, I've always been big on seatbelts after that. I was just like, like at that time I was kind of like, Oh, that was God telling me like, I should listen to my parents when they tell me to put my seatbelt on. Not that God would have made an accident happen, uh, just to prove that point to me, but that's kind of how five-year-old Sarah felt. Wow. You're not the first person to share a story like this, but I always get the goosebumps every time you do because you can just feel in your story how much you're right. You should have gone through that windshield and you didn't. Um, you were safe and protected and that divine energy was with you with angels and loved ones surrounding you and protecting you. I love that story and I'm so glad that you're safe, Sarah, and a great message to everybody listening to wear that seatbelt. You know, the angels just don't bring through messages for anybody, you know, just any old reason. If you're hearing this and you are resonating with this, just remember to really, really wear that seatbelt. Sarah, did you have another angel story too? Yeah. Um, so I have another one. So... When I was 19, I grew up in Indiana and I was driving back to my sister's house where I lived at the time and it had just snowed. It was like a couple of inches on the ground and I was driving home and there was this, there's this curve to turn onto our street and I wasn't going fast or anything, but I like took the turn and like completely lost control of the vehicle and my car started sliding and I was freaking out because I wasn't going that fast, but I was sliding directly towards there was a stop sign and a some other like pole like a light pole or something. And they weren't, there was not like much space between them, but I was heading directly towards them. And I just like, at that point, like I was like, started praying. I was like, please somebody help me. You know, like I was freaking out internally because I mean, I knew I wasn't going to get hurt, but a car accident at that age for me would have been financially like, detrimental because I, I grew up really poor. 
I was in college at the time paying for my own college, working my way through college. And that car was a piece of crap, but it was what I had. (laughs) And um, so I just like immediately started praying. I like, I think I even closed my eyes at the time. I was just like, please help. And then like, before I knew it, I was like, the car had come to a stop and I was on the other side of those poles. And I like literally stopped and got out of my car and like went out to look because I was just baffled. Like, I don't think a car could have fit through the poles that I, cause as I was going towards them, I'm like, I'm going to hit one of them, probably both of them. And I get out and I'm like, just in awe that I had slid between those poles somehow and without a scratch or anything on me. And I think later that, like when I went home, I think I told my sister that 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 happened. Like I was like, I almost like slid into the poles and she didn't really give me kind of like, yeah, right. Like, you know, but, and so I kind of left it after that, but it did stick with me that I was like, holy crap, like somebody just split poles for me so that an accident and so that's been a a story that stuck with me for forever ah wow that's incredible too i don't know if i've ever told this story on the podcast but right after college i was in my very first car as well and i was downtown in the city of chicago staying with a friend that i don't know we went out and we were enjoying the city of chicago with some other friends and something happened where she really ticked me off and so i was like i'm out of here um and i was tired and it was raining out and if anybody's ever been to chicago there's lakeshore drive and as you get on lakeshore drive closer to the downtown city it starts starts to curve around the buildings in between like the buildings and the lake. So there's this one piece as you're nearing the city, kind of more from the north going down to the south, that it does this really big, sharp kind of S turn. And I was going so fast, I should have been going slower. It was just a horrible rainy night. And I've never had this happen before, but um it spun out like the car completely spun out and there was just complete concrete that i was going to run into and it didn't i was just like it happens so fast with things with cars right you're just like in the moment oh my god please you know god come in help 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 and in that moment the car just stopped. It did not continue to move. It just spun right where it was. There were no cars coming behind me for miles. And I don't even know how that happened too. And so I was able to just, the car came to a stop and I just kept going forward like, okay, it came to a stop. I can start moving now. But to this day, I don't know how I didn't go into the concrete wall I because it was going so fast. I don't know how the velocity of the car stopped to just spin instead of continue moving. Praise you. It's very yes, great. yes. 
Friends, what if there was nothing stopping you from becoming abundant to the max in all things? Finances, time, nothing was holding you back from becoming your healthiest, happiest, most financially abundant self yet. Friends, thanks to our annual and monthly angel members, we've been able to grant over $100,000 in partial scholarships so that souls who want access to life-changing teachings in the angel membership have that opportunity. And we have more partial scholarships to give. Don't let your egoic mind tell you that you're not worthy because the angels and I are here telling you, you are worthy. This is your year, but I can't help you get where you're going if I'm not working with you in one of my programs. Become an angel member now. Go to theangelmedium.com, then the angel membership tab to sign up. If you need a scholarship, let us help you. Scroll to the bottom of the Angel Membership page and click the link for partial scholarship options. Links are in the show notes. And thank you. Thank you for coming together as a community. Thank you for contributing what you can each month. And thank you for helping us reach hundreds of deserving souls with life-changing teachings in the Angel Membership this year. This is going to be your best year yet. So Sarah, you also talk about your awakening story. I want you to kind of go into this a little bit because I think it's going to inspire some folks. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say about probably three and a half years ago, I would say it was like the beginning of my awakening journey. I had just ended a year and a half long relationship and I was feeling really torn down. I literally was in my house and on my knees, like bawling. (laughs) And I just started praying to God that I was kind of tired of this cycle that I was in. Like I had been in a lot of long-term relationships, like in and out of them, but it was obvious that you know, me thinking in retrospect that I kept giving these guys that I had no business even dating in the first place, like chances and breaking my own heart. And so I was, you know, kind of praying the universe, letting them know that like, I'm, I'm done learning this lesson. Like I'm tired of going through these same things. Like, can you please just, you know, like the next one, just send me somebody with a heart like mine. Because what I'd really came to the conclusion was, is that like, I, I'm a very caring person and I keep getting involved with these people that don't deserve my heart or like the effort that I put forth or understand me. Cause I'm also a very like empathetic person. So anyways, I get, I, that was a very like dark night. But then after that prayer, like I felt so much peace and like, I like, felt like everything was going to work out. It was going to be okay. Um, so fast forward a few weeks later, um, me and this guy Trent at this kickball league that I'm in, I'm in an adult kickball league. Love it. (laughs) And we just kind of started hitting it off. It was common for people to, um, intermingle in the parking lot, um, after kickball. And we just kind of kept getting drawn to each other. Like, 
subjects would come up and then we would be the last ones in the parking lot talking at the end of the night kind of thing. So we started dating. Everything was great. Everything lined up like weird. We just have so much in common. Um, and he has a heart like mine, like he's very compassionate and we're just on the same page about everything. Like, you know, it, it was literally like, God was like, okay, here he is. I've been holding them back over here, but like <laughs> now I think you get it. You can have them. And <laughs> so that was great. But then fast forward a year later, we're living together and I like hit this like depression and um, I've always had always had anxiety. I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder when I was like 20 and but it was getting really bad. And I like was like, I don't understand like my life. My things are great. Like I have the man that I love. I had a good job. I, we were financially stable and I'm like, why am I not happy? Um, so then I started going to therapy and learning, you know, these coping mechanisms and everything. And it was one night when I was journaling, that was something like the therapist had gotten me on doing. It came to my mind about what my doctor had said when I first got diagnosed, he was like, well, you know, you, this is something you've always had, but it's something that comes back up in your early twenties and the, like the panic attacks and hyperventilating and stuff. He was explaining that. And I was like, why did that stop? And then I remembered that when I was around six, that's when I had started going to church with my sister because she had a friend that got her into the church in the neighborhood. And my Sunday school teacher had sat me down one time because my mom had told her that she was very concerned with how concerned I was as a six-year-old that I used to, like, I wouldn't go to bed at night without, like, checking myself or making my mom check that the doors were locked. It was something that, like, she was like, why, you know, she shouldn't be concerning herself with that kind of thing. And so the Sunday school teacher had told me, like, all I need to do was pray at night, you know, say a prayer and God and his angels were going to protect me. And that's when I remembered that like prayer used to help me a lot. Like I used to pray every night before bed and that's what would put me to sleep every night. I would pray myself to sleep. And so that's kind of where I started on my awakening is that like, I knew I didn't necessarily vibe with the Christian church itself anymore. Like prayer did help, you know? And so it started me on digging into other religions and um, doing a lot of research, trying to figure out what I really believed and resonated with. So that's kind of what started me on this journey. And then I started listening to different podcasts and found you and, um, everything's just been lining up ever since. Like I, um, now I see angel numbers all the time. I'm still trying to figure out like what they're really trying to say to me in lots of synchronicities. And, um, 
like even this, so this past weekend, literally, it's funny that we lined up to do this talk now. My boyfriend proposed and <laughs> yeah, great. Um, and, but even like, I didn't see it coming. And for, and like, I really thought I would because I'm just so like, I pay attention to everything and I'm aware of everything. So I didn't think he would really be able to pull it off as a complete surprise. And he did, but like, like in retrospect, I kind of knew in the sense that like we were driving to go to get to the beach by sunrise. And that wasn't like out of the normal in my head because we were just, you know, we were like, we really wanted to get there for sunrise. I didn't know because he wanted to propose sunrise, but literally like the clock had hit, like I saw, Oh, there was something like one, one, one. I had like stopped uh, music. And then I was like, Oh, it's one, one, one. Like, and so my boyfriend's like, he's not really into all of this, but he's learned that I like, I'm like, that's a sign. There's things happening. It's great. So it's all, all lined up and things, things are all lining up for me. And it's been great. So. That's wonderful. The angel said that you coming into your spiritual awakening has brought a fundamental peace to your heart that what they just said is doing a lot to help the anxiety itself and you've really felt that and witnessed that yourself and they said keep going because you're on the right track you're doing the right things and um for all of us it's just one step at a time one day sometimes one, one minute at a time and they said you're doing amazing and who's the grandmother energy on the other side I've never met one of my grandmothers, but they're both on the other side. Yeah. Okay. Who was really religious? Because she's holding a rosary. Is there one that was Catholic? My my step-grandma was Catholic, and she's still alive. And But I don't know what religious background my mom's mom had at all. Okay. So. Um, this is more so your mom's mom. Um, I want you to ask mom about that. This happens like 99% of the time when we're talking on the podcast and somebody's like, I don't really know about that. I always get an email and I wish I could like read them and reincorporate them into the podcast. She is coming through very powerfully from the other side. And she said, sometimes your fears create these blockages of energy within you. Like, what if this doesn't happen in my life? Or what does what happens if this doesn't happen? And you kind of start to get that anxiety energy that comes in through the fear itself. And she said that she wants you to know that she hugs you all the time. Sometimes when you just feel those clouds of peace come over you, she said, I need you to know that that's me giving you a hug and letting you know that everything that you want within this lifetime, I'm working on the other side to make sure that you have it, to make sure that it's coming through. But you have to be the first one to believe and you have to set your vibration at this level of receptivity. So a fear energy sets your vibrational frequency as kind of a closed off 
energy. Okay. Receptivity is when you go to God, God, I don't know how you're going to bring this through. I don't know how, you know, but this is what I want to see in my life, whether it's a family or a specific job or working your way up to a certain position or just like not having anxiety for the rest of your life or whatever it is that you really want to focus on. Know that they already know on your spirit team and they are working to bring it to you. Your job, they keep saying, is to stay with an open heart and a receptive vibration. Like, yes, this is on its way. Okay. Or even better yet, yes, this is here. Okay. Awesome. Yay. Sarah, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your stories. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been it's been good to share that with people and I hope it I hope it helps or gives some hope to people. 100% it does. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you want to connect with me, keep connected with me. Join me over on Instagram at Angel Podcast and share this episode if you need if you think somebody else needs to hear it, share it on your social media feeds. Thanks everybody. Bye. Beautiful soul, thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.